What's up, people? Welcome to Relative Distance with Carla, aka CB, and Greg, aka G. Coming to you straight from the east and west coast of these insane United States of America. What's up, bruv? How you doing this book, week? Book, 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 book. Good, man. Out here in this blue state, yours is definitely red. Uh, it's blood red. But blood I, red. I live in a blue county, so shout out to That's the true. actual cities in, in Florida because they actually voted blue. But everyone else, you know, can get up out of here. Golly! <laughs> That's going to be the go-to, that's going to be our calling card. (laughs) You already know what it is. Yo. So first, I want to give a shout out to everyone that has tuned in to Relative Distance thus far. Uh, We see y'all out there. Thank you for your support. Spread the word about us because we have to have more people tuning in. For sure. So before we- Brandon. I see you, (laughs) Yeah, Brandon. People be talking yeah. about the, the length of our episode. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what we can do, but you yeah, know. Get, get your hair longer than we can talk about the length of, <laughs> of, of, the, of the episodes of Relative Distance Cubs. Y'all about to have lock wars <laughs> out in these streets. That's I, right. I can't even take part in it. So oh, before we yeah. get to, oh, what you got, what you got to say to him? No, I said you had, you, had long hair, you had long hair for years. I did, and then I cut it off because I was over it. So y'all can have right, that. Right after prom. <laughs> I should have cut it off after the prom. If y'all aren't following us on Instagram, Relative Distance Pod, at Relative Distance Pod, the prom picture was posted. So please uh, check that out if you haven't yet. So before we jump into it, I wanted to quickly return to something we discussed last week, which was uh, Cuba Gooding's Oscar. Um, I want you to let me know out of these four actors that were up against Cuba Gooding Jr. when he won the Oscar for Jerry Maguire. Who is the angriest right now? Oh, I love it. Yes. Is it William H. Macy for Fargo? Ooh. Armin Mueller-Stahl for Shine? Edward Norton for Primal Fear? Or James Woods for Ghosts of Mississippi? Those were his, comp- that was his competition in 1997. The- there is it, there is no contest that William H Macy's Fargo performance. Yeah, it's it spawned a show that is is in season four right now, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, it put him on the map. This is, I believe, before Boogie Nights, and man, or or the same year. Yeah, Boogie the same Nights, year, nineteen ninety seven. So he had that crazy year where he had Boogie Nights and. Yeah, Fargo and dude, I mean, he came all the way from Last Dragon. Come on, dude. Oh, he was in the Last Dragon yeah, as the assistant a, to uh, assistant. Laura Charles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he came. In, he came in hot too. He's like, this guy. This guy means business. Eddie yeah. Arcadia wasn't. Eddie Arcadia wasn't playing. Then Eddie was Arcadia JJ. must have shown him. It was JJ. Eddie Arcadia yeah. must have shown him the tank because he yeah, needed Laura sure. Charles to go meet with this man as soon as possible. He, he was mad scared. <laughs> he was shook. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's no, yeah, William H. Macy. I mean, he, I don't think he's won one. Oh, then that, um, that's, yeah. I don't think he's won one. Like, you know, like Denzel got his Malcolm X Oscar for uh, training, training day. day. Correct. Yeah, but, but that Fargo performance, I've watched that movie probably within the last three years. It's amazing. Wow. So he's, he was amazing robbed. amazing robbed. I mean, people, you got to, you got to, I mean, yeah. we want to well, support the like, brothers, but, you know. That's like giving all. I mean, he had a cool catchphrase. That's like giving Mike Myers one for Austin Powers because <laughs> everyone was saying, "Yeah, baby." Yeah, that's true. Uh, but he did make multiple Austin Powers movies. To be fair. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, 
Okay. Still, it, it doesn't so. it doesn't make it any better for William H Macy. I know. No, it doesn't. And what what was it? One the Stein. Shine. Uh, oh, Shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember Stein. Remember Ghosts Stein. of Mississippi. Hey, uh, Ed Norton, man, Primal Fear. That was a good performance. It was like his real first. Yeah. Loki, I'm glad that James Woods doesn't have an Oscar or didn't get an Oscar for that because he is apparently a terrible person. Yeah, man, I heard stories. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. I just wanted to kind of revisit oh, that. Oh, good. I love it. I, I love find, it. I, I love could it. not find the information last week. I love it. Jumping right in to Tales from the Crib, I wanted to acknowledge and <laughs> that's right. um, commemorate Do you the fact know what today is? yesterday. Yesterday was. <laughs> it was my, me and my husband's ninth wedding anniversary, which we did. Congratulations. Renew. Thank you. We are almost, we're catching up to y'all. We're almost at a decade. Um, yeah. So we enjoyed it by, you know, going out, risking it all by going out to dinner and had oh, a wow. nice dinner outing, a restaurant called Eddie V's, which I think y'all might probably have in California. It's a national type joint. Steakhouse? No, seafood. Elevated. Seafood. Oh, cool! It's owned oh, by the cool. same people that own. It's a Darden restaurant, so it's owned by the same people that own Red Lobster. So it's oh, like wow. Red Lobster, but like way, way, way pricier. So it was, but the food was incredible. It was okay. That's good. Yeah, no, the food was amazing. Uh, you know, so in because Red, Red Lobster's crab legs are trash. Listen, I had Red Lobster crab legs maybe two, three weeks ago, and they got the job done. Alaska and Canada, those little crappy snow. There were snow crabs. crabs. I, I know you're nah. a crab snob. I yeah. was perfectly fine with the Get snow crab. They were fine. They were good. All that work for no payoff, man. I Look, I got my crab meat up right. out of there, and I, got, right, I, right. I, I chased it with a Cheddar Bay biscuit. I was living my best life. That's right, Red Lobster. You're on my list. <laughs> you leave Red Lobster alone. So... <laughs> In, in remembering our um, wedding anniversary, I wanted to bring our listeners back to uh, November 4th, 2011, when we were at the Barcelo Riviera Maya Resort. And my dear brother, who served as one of our three best men uh, at the wedding reception, felt the need to, in his toast, <laughs> perform basically a eulogy to all of the cats that I would not adopt. All right, so I, I can remember I can remember this thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. So so uh, everyone was giving speeches, and I come up and I give a speech, and everyone, they were, everyone was light and laughing, and and I was like, you know, this is, you know, great day, you know, you know, to to my new brother-in-law, you know, you're a great guy, I love you. But but also it's a sad day, it's a sad day. All those cats that Carlo would adopt, and because I, I, I remember, I remember looking at mom, and mom, I, like mom got like concerned, like what's, I, I worked the audience. It was like it was a good ten or fifteen seconds, but I remember before I did my speech, you probably didn't notice me because I was off. On, I was like I was playing dinner music. I was feverishly writing down all the cat names. I didn't notice any of that. I was eating my my like my breakfast. I don't know what you were doing. Uh, I know. I, I know that one was. Uh, I had two, Nipsey and Russell. Sir Paul's a lot. Um, there was, oh, I wish I still had it. But I remember that I didn't get through all of them. And I, and I later on, you broke? I, I, came, I came back. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I stopped the music. I was like, yo, I forgot some of the other cats. Carla didn't have. Carla Jr. <laughs> Carla Jr. 
Carla Jr. <laughs> well, anyway, the fact you eulogize cats that don't exist is just a, it's such commitment to the trolling of your older sister. Like you committed uh, so hard to the cause. I remember Monica, Monica like, Carla Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Oh, it was, oh, it was, I mean, I've done a few wedding speeches, but I mean, that one oh. was just so good. I'm so disappointed that we don't have it on video somewhere. Like, nobody thought to record it. Oh, uh, well, you knew I was coming in with something. I didn't know. I, I, I never know what you're what you going to do. <laughs> but it was pretty was classic. Here. So, yes, yeah. we want to remember how you pay tribute. Meanwhile, um, your wedding, I just was like a ball of tears. I was like, oh, say cry, cry face, McAllister. Yeah, man. Well, 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 you're probably, you know, Carla, you, know, you, I, she, you gave me the idea to have my wedding where I had it, which, by the way, is now destroyed from Hurricane Maria. Yeah, yeah, Maria so, um, acted yeah. up. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, that wedding was cool, but, you know. I don't even know if you were drinking at the time because that that open bar was. I was fire. no no I 2009 2010 yeah. yeah oh yeah no I was, yeah. I was getting it in yeah. I got it that's in. right that's right you you'd already been to the Fabio party in LA <laughs> yes I'd already been to the Fabio and I and I you know we we got it in at Senor Frogs the night before so yeah it absolutely was. We'll, we'll, remember that people we'll get back to that yeah yeah bookmark that we'll for later. yeah yikes. <laughs> So but, no, that was an awesome wedding. Yeah, awesome, it was cool. Awesome. It was cool. Your, it was your wedding, cool. your wedding was fun. As was yours. So yes, we did get married in Mexico, and so shout out to nine years. The work ain't nine easy. Years. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. So we're gonna jump right into what's going on actively right now in oh. the country. What in the world have you been following this presidential race result situation? Wait, what do you mean? Have you been keeping up with the numbers and who's winning and kind of what's happening with these uh, results? Because they're not finalized what, what, yet. What, 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 there's an election? So there's two people who uh, are running for the presidency of the United States. One of them uh-huh. is a crazy orange man who's been in the office for the past four years. His name is Donald uh-huh. J. Trump. There's another oh, the dude, from Home, the dude from Home Alone too. That guy, that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember him. There's another dude named Joe Biden who used to be, you, you, you know, Barack Obama, that guy used to be his vice yeah. president. Yeah. So he's running. That's the, the, the Kenyan dude. That guy. Yeah. Him. Okay. Right, 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 yeah, right, right. Barack Hussein Obama. This was his uh, vice president and mm. he's running against him. So as of right now, where it stands. For, for, for president. Of the United States. For vice States, president. But you said Barack Obama's. You said Barack Obama's president. I did not mean to confuse you. Barack Obama has not been president for four years. To so, me, wait, wait. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, okay, I'll good. Watch. You got, you caught it. You got it. I, I think, I think so. I'll try to figure out in context clues. Cool. All right. Now you already know you live in a blue state, so you've already, you know, what's going on. So as of well, right I meant, now, hmm? well, no, I meant, I meant like. Like I've been a little like the sky is blue. Ah. No, no, I've, I've been holding down this. Like I've been in a blue state of mind. Gotcha. Well, I'm in a red state because I live with a bunch of Republicans. So That's at any true. rate, as of right now, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden has 264 electoral votes. We have to get to 270. And depends on who you're. Depends on who you're looking at. We, well, Sienna, Sienna, I, Sienna, 
CNN has about 253. Yeah, you're right. CNN has about 250. I'm looking at the AP NPR because yeah, they, the, the main difference is that NPR called Arizona for Biden and CNN has not. Right. So that's the biggest thing. So as of right now, Biden is gaining in Georgia and Pennsylvania, and we are waiting for Nevada to get their lives together. And yeah, what's up? What's up with that? Considering a state full of casinos where counting is what they do, yeah, man, all the time, it's strange it's taking them this long to count. So yeah, yeah. basically what they're saying is that uh, Trump would have to basically sweep these four states in order to. Uh, retain his presidency mm. and uh, apparently he's thinking it's not looking good for him because he just went on uh, national television a couple hours ago and threw a baby fit a sore loser uh, baby fit all over tv for everybody to tear apart oh no yes he, he threw a baby fit so that's been fun i've been enjoying the yeah. aftermath of that You've been watching. You've been watching news coverage, like on TV. Just today, like I didn't watch yeah. anything on election night because my nerves were so bad. Um, I think I ended up watching. I watched "This Is the End" with Seth Rogen. And oh, then, awesome! Awesome movie. Awesome. <laughs> it seemed timely. I watched that, and then um, I don't remember what I did after that. But it definitely wasn't turned on the TV. So tonight was the first time I actually turned on any news coverage. I think that's just because things are going the way I want them to. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've been updating my phone on, uh, on the, on the you know, AP, what they're mm -hmm. saying, mm -hmm. but I've been on, unfortunately, I've been on Facebook and oh, I've got, God. I've got some, uh, some Trump supporting friends who have called people to action. They, they, they said they need to take to the streets and defend their country. And do what? Man. It's a democracy. This is no, democracy. man, they're, they're not. No, man, they're, they're, they were like, uh, go, go to the mattresses, man. Like, get, get, the, get the pistons. This is how this yeah. works. You, yeah, someone exactly, has exactly to win, someone has to lose. So you think yeah. that they're going to take to violence? Well, the National Guard's already been activated in California. Wow. But, but California but, is a blue state in a blue state of mind. I tell you what, where I live, it's well, all red. You're, it's you're, all red. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, uh, yeah. but I, I, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. I can tell you that much. Well, Hey, all I know is, you know, Biden's gating in Pennsylvania and Georgia looks like it's going to probably go to him because there's only like 2,200 votes separating the two of them right now. And that's mm. um, after he's, you know, Biden was down by a couple hundred thousand, but they're counting wow. the kind of the Atlanta, area so that's going to flip right. i see that flipping so i guess just brace ourselves i hope this ain't our last episode of relative distance because we just got this joint going if we had to sign <laughs> off because of civil unrest then it was good knowing y'all well you can always just you guys can always just fly out here we got we're plenty we're plenty tucked in so i have to i have to drive through this red county well actually my county is blue so the airport is yeah. within our blue county so i could probably get there okay if i go yeah. east then i'm in trouble because i have to drive through another county that's bright red yeah well our home state mm. oh ohio the shame dude. of it all dude i mean but you know what like there was a town just south of cleveland where we grew up mm -hmm. called, Lo called lodi that yeah. i remember i remember our father saying to us or to me he was like that's it there's a huge kkk presence in lodi huh. he said if he said if your car breaks down 
where he's like, never get off on the exit, that Lodi exit, ever, 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 ever. ever. So it was like a sundown town. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he, he, he was like, never, ever, ever get I off. I never he's got like, that speech. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was like, so, I mean, the, I know what that, we know what that state is in between yeah. the cities. Yeah. But man, yeah. it's just. It's just, you know. And that's the trend you're seeing in the red in the red states is that the blue areas are the major cities. So wherever there's a more diverse population or, you know, maybe majority black or what have you, those are the ones that are flipping blue. And then all those little bitty counties in between that you have to drive through to get from city to city are the red ones. So that really comes well, with no surprise, but still it's interesting to see it. You know, th this country was founded on, you know, stealing with a smile yeah you know and, and i'm not sure i'm not sure what the future is going to hold for it but i know people are holding on you know no one nobody likes change mm -hmm. nobody a lot of people don't like change right but i can't say nobody likes yeah. it but change is all right with me depending on what we're changing right, depending on what the change is it's like you know we went from vhs to laserdisc to DVD yeah. to Blu-ray, I'm okay with that shit. I can rock with it. Like, Trade to yeah. on demand and streaming. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. good evolution. Yeah, and like, but you know, but people still want want their Betamax and those little, like for whatever reason, like they, they, they don't want to share their toys in the sandbox. They don't want to give up power. They don't yep. want they don't want Car they don't want Carla to have a podcast. That's for sure. No, you know, but they want to smack that microphone straight out your mouth. <laughs> Get off the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, unplug. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. But it's it's sad, man. Hopefully, at the end of this, everyone realizes that you know the other the other side's not the enemy. Yeah. And that you know it's just time to move on. Yes. You know, even if even if the orange man wins again, dude. Like at least it's yeah. like we 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 yeah. I mean, we just need everyone needs to just. Get, get their minds back, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, some of these people are acolytes and not, they're not Republicans, they're acolytes, mm -hmm. like he's Keith Ray, Rainier, mm -hmm. shout out to the vow. <laughs> and, and, still need and, to catch uh, up on that, you know, we talked about Oh, uh, no, it's so, it's so boring, it's so boring. Like, <laughs> Does I, it get I, better? I, I, no, because, because they, they did it before the trial. Yo, so I'm just going to go ahead and read the synopsis like I do for my scary yeah, movies yeah. and move well, on. They, they, and there's a season two coming up, so maybe that'll be the trial. Good Lord. But, okay. but anyways, yeah, but like these people are acolytes, man. They're mm -hmm. not, they're not, they're not Republicans voting for mm -hmm. the tax preservation. Yeah. They're like, they're like, if, if the Democrats win, mm -hmm. Satan will be alive and well on earth. <laughs> that's it, how they're it, acting. Yeah, that's what, no, that's what, that's what I've heard people say. Oh. That there's satanic demonic forces surrounding the Democrats. And if, and if Donald Trump loses, then it's going to be. Uh, it's gonna the rapture is gonna come and all the Republicans will be saved and everyone else will be left here to fend with, with the Antichrist. Like I am not joking that I. You know what? I'm not surprised because I don't know if you saw that video of Paula White that's been circulating today where she's she had a whole prayer service. She's a. That's the cook. She's a cook. That's Paula Dean. That's, that's, oh. Paula, that's Paula Dean with the butter. Oh, okay. That's who you're thinking oh, okay. of. Paula White is a pastor actually who's based out of Tampa. Shout out uh -oh. to Tampa. Actually attended uh -oh. her church. These are my confessions, people. I attended her church for some time. But uh, yeah, she's, well, she went viral, if you check Twitter later, for having a prayer service uh, dedicated to the victory of Mr. Trump. She's his, super, she's his spiritual advisor. Mm. And it is the most bizarre thing. She calls on the spirits of uh, 
our African, no, I'm sorry, the angels of Africa and of South America to come to the United States to secure victory for uh, Mr. Trump. And it wow. is the most bizarre. I don't know. I don't know if she's trying to speak in tongues because she's like, -a 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 -a. I don't know what she's saying. She's either naming the angels by name or she is actually speaking in a tongue that I've never heard before. Maybe she's trying to speak that Swahili. <laughs> Maybe that's what she thought it was, but my God, it yeah, is bizarre. She, she took one Rosetta Stone class and was like, you know what? I think I got it. I got, I got it. I got it. I can, I can guess the rest. The Rosetta, the Rosetta Stone for speaking in spiritual tongues. Uh -huh. uh, she, oh, she, she turned on like this six. She was like, I'll just take it from here. I got, I got a half this. hour. I got it, man. Let me, let me brush up on this before Whoa. I get on this mic. It's super bizarre. So, so when was this? Was this like last night? Sunday? Last oh night. Gosh. Literally last night. Like it started circulating last night and it's been people have made remixes off of it. Um wow. I will post it to the I will post the remix to the Instagram page tonight. I need, I need to I need that in my life. It's hilarious. So wow. that's what's happening. But I do want to give a shout out. I've lived several places in my life. I want oh. to give a shout out to my second home. Oh no. Shout out to Southeastern Michigan, yo. Oh. Y'all came through in the clutch. Michigan was looking red until those uh, votes from Wayne County, Oakland County, the Detroit area were counted and y'all turned up. Uh, y'all showed up. Y'all showed I, out. Y'all turned the state blue. Shout out to my people in Detroit. I yep, have friends and people yep. that I know who are working the polls, who were counting votes yesterday. Just boots on the ground. The Lieutenant yeah. Governor of Michigan went to Michigan, was there with me at the same time. Shout out to Garland Gilchrist. Yo, I'm so proud of Michigan. Thank you guys, because Florida couldn't do it. Ohio couldn't do it. Maybe Pennsylvania will do it, but at least one state I've lived in in my lifetime actually did the right thing. So shout out to Michigan. Yeah, man, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something good about it, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was it's so, so it was hard for so Ohio people to be like, <laughs> it was so bizarre. Michigan. <laughs> no, I was, but I was, no, I was, I was rooting for Michigan, man. I was, I yeah. was like, come on, you can do it, you can do it, and they did it. And it adds a whole new meaning to go blue. Hey, uh, hey. That's part on her bars. You, you can't even say nothing about it. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, man. Listen, I can't. I can't. No, seriously, though. No. Yo, shout out Michigan. Yo, yo, shout out Michigan. I know you guys turned out in record numbers in Detroit to, you know, listen. Yes. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a person who, you know, as I said before on this podcast, doesn't believe that necessarily either party is going to do anything great for yeah. us as an individual, but it was just time for, for Mr. Trump to go. And, um, you know, for, for, you know, for not even policy reasons, just for character. Civility. Yeah. Yeah. And getting this country back to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, shout out to Michigan, man. Like mm -hmm. I, was, I, I was never so happy to see Michigan go <laughs> go, go blue go blue yeah did you have did you throw up in your mouth a little bit when you say did you feel some some bile it did, it did. that yeah, burning my, my stomach hurt <laughs> i swallowed the bile oh well oh, thank you for getting my, it out i'm so proud of yeah, michigan yay yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What, one other thing before i move on i do want to just acknowledge because i saw this and um 
you know, we've been talking for some time. I don't know if you know this. We've talked about some possible relocation. Mm. And um, not to put the full can out the bag, that's something we have explored maybe down the road. But when I saw that the DC, the DMV area, (laughs) when I saw that Washington DC had 90, was it 94%? Yeah, it's insane. I was like, let's add that to the list of places where we might need to go. I definitely want to end up in a blue state one day. Well, well, but you know, basically DC is saying, we don't want you here. Correct. You want to kick rocks. And listen, I might have less problem with Trump had he served as like mayor of New York, kind of like after Bloomberg, or governor of New York, you know, um, you know, before Cuomo took office, like I would have no problem with him having learned a little bit of bureaucracy and how to handle things on a smaller scale. Handle losing, he's not going to win every election. No, and, and but you know, also handling the people. Yeah. Like he, like he, like he, you know, I, I don't, you know, the the fear mongering and the and the flaming of of all the fires of of unrest and divert and uh, you know and dissension. Like it's just mm-hmm. crazy that mm-hmm. he was that that many people voted for him. And it's yeah. and really it's 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 a testament to something that I've always believed in this country. And you know, I believe in America. And I believe in. Uh, the opportunities that it has, but I don't believe that, you know, that everybody wants you to win here. Right. So next I wanted to hit, and I think you may have been aware of this, but in the election results, the great state of Oregon also voted to decriminalize all drugs. Now we're not talking you know, recreational marijuana, we're not talking about anything about that. We are saying that Oregon residents can no longer be arrested or imprisoned for possessing small amounts of substances such as heroin, cocaine, meth, or LSD. Wow. Yeah, they are saying the drugs aren't legal, now mind you, but if somebody is caught uh, for possession, uh, it reduces the offense to non-criminal, $100 fine, Wow. And they have to get addiction treatment funded uh, part, in part by taxes from state marijuana sales. How much did they say you could have before it becomes a, an offense? Now, what I read didn't, didn't break it down that much because it doesn't seem like there's any sort of criminalization of it. From what, how I understand it, it doesn't matter how much you have. You can have a kilo. That can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right. I'm just saying words at okay. this point. I mean, if you have a kilo, you're probably distributing. That's a different situation. Yeah, this, a different... Is, this is about possession. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you have a, you know, you got a little ten dollar bag, a little bubble size bag on you, then basically Tyrone Biggums ain't going to prison. He's right. just gonna have to get treatment. You know, right. bubbles bubbles ain't going to prison. Bubbles is gonna get treatment. Okay, okay, okay. Good, man. So I think, you know, you know, I used to be really conservative, conservative about these things, but there are so many people in prison right now for these sort of small possession drug offenses. And as I understand it, it's also going to affect those individuals who are currently incarcerated. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's really what it matters. That's what Which it is matters. major. That's really major. what matters. Mm-hmm. It acknowledges the racial disparities in, in imprisonment for these like types of infractions and, uh, you know, classism, all of those sorts of things. And just the, the burden on the justice system where there's people out there doing horrible things. Uh, it's just out on the streets. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's great. Good for Oregon, man. I mean, 
you know, just like Colorado was the test for legalization of marijuana, we'll see how it goes. I mean, what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot less people arrested. And, yeah. and there's going to be a big pushback on that because all of a sudden, you know, the, the prison population is dropping off and they're not making as much money because there's no asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. So right. it's going right. to change a lot of things. It's, it's definitely the first step. It's a direct challenge to the private prison system and all of the money that's funneled into that. It is a business. So it's just kind of seeing how it changes things is going to be really, well, really interesting. You know, and, and you know, well, let's be honest, Joe Biden and the Democrats in the, mm-hmm. in the 90s were the ones that started these uh, mandatory Absolutely. Minimums. The crime and, bills. You know, and we'll see if the, Repo- if the Democrats of 2020 can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. All Did here. you... Quick aside, did you see 13th? Did you watch that yes, on Netflix? Yes, yeah. yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. If y'all haven't seen 13th on Netflix, please check that out. It was up free, you know, during the whole Black Lives Matter excitement in June, and which sort of people forgot about. Some people forgot about. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out if it's still available to watch. Yeah, it needs to, it needs to be seen. And, and you know, and, I, and I've, had, I've had interactions with people who were, you know, Republicans and don't believe in systemic racism. I said, dude, watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and tell me what you think, because our country is not that old. You know, if you take a history class in college or high school, they say, okay, in Mesopotamia from 1400 to 1700, there was civil unrest. Like, oh, okay, 300 years. And just kind of remember it and keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Our country is less than 300 years old. So, right. so our experiment is still relatively new. Mm-hmm. In the scheme of things and the fact that people can acknowledge that there's been biases put into place so i mean what are we talking about we're talking about that the sky's not blue right I mean, let's just be honest you know? there's one little thing that i saw online last week is even how they photos of the civil rights movement and the protests are always presented in black and white to make it feel like it was so long ago but right. those are color photographs we had color photography in the 60s and the 70s. So for sure. we easily make those color and realize this wasn't as long ago as they're trying to make it. They're trying to make it sound like it was you know, in the Lincoln days. And right. It's so oh, in the past. Our parents' lifetime. Yeah. Our dad, dad, our father was born in 47, was mm-hmm. 21 years old when Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost out of college. That's That's almost in the workforce. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, to the point where, um, if I have this fact right, yeah, Harriet Tubman died in 1913. Mm. So if you think about it, I can't remember when grandma was born. Oh, 1918 or 1919. Okay. Like so she died, she was born a couple of years after Harriet Tubman died. Crazy. That's how that's the proximity of you know, slavery. Yeah, they're, they're right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I said, I said there, there might, I was like, well, I know our father potentially could have known, known a slave. Yeah. He might have been the old guy sitting in the church, but he didn't know who he was. <laughs> exactly. He might have been 100 yeah. or 90 years old, but he came from yeah. that to this. So. Yeah. Or it might have been, he might have been born in 1863, mm-hmm. you know, in 1950. Yeah, you're right. He's 80, 90 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, totally I mean, it's, possible. Well, we'll see, man. You know, like hopefully, hopefully, Oregon. You know, I mean, Oregon is the right place to do it because it's white people. 
<laughs> so so we'll see how it works because yeah. you know like, someone's like someone told me they wanted to move to bend oregon and then we pulled up the statistics it was like point zero one percent black or something like that oh, have, i didn't know it was that low yeah I've never been fact, there. you have to fact check oh bend, bend oregon one particular city it's okay. kind of outdoorsy and like you know like you know it's rustic that's what i think of when i think of the uh pacific northwest i've never been there but that's what i think of. a lot of a lot of communes i know my wife was born next to a, a huge commune oh my uh like i mean hundreds of people wow yeah it was a su successful commune i think they're still there to this day so hmm. yeah hippies man shout out to the hippies <laughs> shout out to the hippies <laughs> so speaking of drugs uh it was recently teased that jodeci oh no is going to be participating in a future versus uh, event on Instagram and uh, Apple Music. Those are the two places that host verses. Uh, uh, we know the one with Ti and uh, uh, oh, I'm going blank. Oh so no, it was T oh, it was it was no, it was Ti and oh my, I just saw this. Jeezy, Jeezy. Yeah, 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 Jeezy. <laughs> Oh God, alcohol. But uh, T.I. and Jeezy is coming up in like a week or two. Uh, so now they're teasing this Jodeci versus. So here's an interesting thing. And this is, again, speaking to the diverse, different lives we were living, you know, in those mm -hmm. 90s. I don't even know how in tap you were with the 90s R&B. You know, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah, you love that's it. That's my jam. How? Because I know we have diverse musical tastes or different musical tastes. You know, your feelings about New Jack Swing, speaking of that, that's why you, <laughs> that's why you weren't all, all about the Teddy Riley, Betty. Yeah, yeah. You're like, Teddy's cool, but Jimmy Jam. Oh, well. Greg, Greg hates New Jack Swing, but that, well, I, we'll touch on that later. Okay, okay, okay. Down the road, another episode, because that, that's a whole conversation. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't know how, I mean, how much were you listening to that, you know, well, back then? Um, Jodeci was different. Um, now, like the, for early Jodeci, they had the early Timbaland production, and uh, what, what was it? Devante Swing. Devante was, Swing. Yeah, it was doing all the producing. He was a crazy good piano player. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're they're always very musical. Um, I remember my favorite album of theirs was definitely Diary of a Mad Band. It had mm -hmm. more of a rock edge to it. Um, and they had freaking is that freaking you was on there? Freaking you. I think freaking you was on the show. They have to party at the hotel. But okay. Like, well, I don't know what the, I, I'm yeah. not sure what the, there was, what the, what the, I love their single that was on Diary of the Mad Band. I listened to that a lot. But Diary of the Mad Band singles were Cry For You, Feenin, and What Fienin, About Us. Feenin, Feenin, I love. Mm -hmm. But like, but Forever My Lady, I wasn't that interested in. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the only joke, there's only one person that Jodeci could go against, one group. That's what I wanted to talk about. So who, who? Boys to Men, that's it. But, <laughs> but it's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close, you know, because I mean, boys to men. First of all, let's let's pray that Jodeci can get through with all the Ciroc that they put, that they put out on those tables, because who knows what's going to happen. AC has cleaned himself up and, until he started seeing all that free Ciroc. And he said he's might have a couple of drinks. A couple they shots. have Ciroc in a lockbox in between yeah. the two groups. Like, no don't touchy, no touchy. But but it's not even close. I mean, boys to men, they're still performing. Casey and JoJo, they had a. a couple songs mm -hmm. Jodeci had a, a, a few good songs but it's nowhere near close enough like for example I, I know one of the more popular ones was uh Snoop versus DMX 
Yeah. Wasn't even close. Like, <laughs> like Yeah, like, no, I said, uh, I think I told you this before, DMX versus Ludacris. Now we're talking about something. Mm. But, I, but I guess Ludacris is more 2000s, DMX is more 90s. But there's not, I mean, who, all right, like there's 112 maybe? 112 already went against Jagged Edge, and, and 112 and Jagged Edge are always in the conversation. Uh, Drew Hill? Them. Drew That's, Hill. Okay, so here are my thoughts on this. The, the, comp, the, the comparison usually is Joe to see a voice to men, but they are right. so no. different. Yeah. You know, you, you listen to Joe to see when you're trying to get it in, when you feel in a certain type of way. I listen to boys and men when I'm in my feelings. So it's mm-hmm. totally, totally different. Um, boys and men's catalog is deeper. They have a lot more material to work with. Sure. But Jodeci in that stint of they only released three solid albums in the early '90s, between '91 and '95. Uh, but they had banger after banger after banger. You know, they did a lot for the culture. You know, um, mm-hmm. musically. So, you know, Devontae Swing, just the sound he was bringing, nobody was really doing it. And they influenced Drew Hill. So okay. I've heard Cisco, the love you had, the love we had stays on my mind. Cisco is doing Joe is doing Casey's riffs on that song. So okay. it's sort of it's very like we're the younger version of Jodeci. So Okay. All right. well, what about like Blackstreet or Shy? They were more contemporaries. Shy had like two songs. songs. You need to have 20. Yeah, so I'm not sure that there, I, I'm not sure that there's anyone that is going to be like a, a fair. It should be like Jodeci against themselves. I don't know. They probably may they may pull. I don't know that they would pull boys to men, but I don't know who else it would be. Like that's have, that's what to, we were talking about. It, it have it have to, it have to be boys to men. There's not there's oh not another '90s R&B group that. I mean, Blackstreet had what two songs? They didn't have three 20. songs. Because Joe see even the singles they had, they had B-side or deep cuts that weren't released as singles that pe- My Heart Belongs to You, like songs of people, you and I, those weren't singles. Okay. But they but they Good. resonate. Let those songs right. come on, like something happens, like, ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, well why, why can't it be like SWV? Why is it got to be male group versus male group? It doesn't have to be. Yeah, so why it could be like SWV or... Um, uh, it's still not an even match but, yeah um because i think with joe jose's a monster i'd like again they only had but the three albums they had went you know multi multi-platinum um they released that one in 2014 but it wasn't nobody really thinking about that one so wow. it was just those those three albums i mean and, I, didn't, I didn't even know that happened because See, I remember hearing every moment on the on um, Sirius XM, like on the R&B station or whatever. But I mean, nah. But let let come and talk to me. Come on, or right, right. cry for you. Look, Jodeci was so important that the Mickey Mouse Club had Jason Caze, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, and the black guy sing "Cry favorite. for You." It's amazing. That's your like, favorite. That is how they hit the culture. You know what I'm saying? So I, ugh. yeah, I, yeah. I think boys to men's the only, mm. only fair fight in that regard. But like, I mean, you know, Joe, Joe to see. I I really like the show The After Party of the Hotel. I really like mm-hmm. Diary of a Madman. Forever My Lady. I might have been a touch too young to kind of catch. Like you know, even ninety one. We were young. Yeah, yeah. Even like, uh, I'm. I might even think about like. 
you know, the, they did a the lately. Was that Casey and JoJo? The, the, that was Casey and JoJo. That did the cover of lately. They can pull yeah. whole songs out. They can still yeah. use them in the in the verses. Yeah, all my life. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's a lot Christy, of cool you, stuff. You're like my brother, Christy, yeah. You're like my mother. Whatever it is. A, that was a homecoming jam. That's it was. A, it was a terrible song, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's cool, man. Like, I, I, it's cool. It'd be cool to see Jodeci in the same room. Yeah. I'll- You'll pull all four of them. Yeah. Well, we well we went to the Funk Fest in uh, Orlando and yes. we saw new oh new edition. Yeah, new ed- oh. There we go. There it is, new edition. New edition. Oh, there it is. Their catalog is so because then you can branch off into the Bobby Bell- Brown, Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, Trusvent. Like there you go. That's who. That's who it should be. Oh. There you go. We get. We got there. Yikes! If they do that, yeah, I, ooh, that that's be, that's massive. I know I'd be like the winner of that versus would be me. Yeah, like, <laughs> we won. Thank that's you. That's it. You you should probably uh, try to get that trending. That that what? should be it should that it should be new edition. What new edition? I don't think Timberlands was be listening to me like that. You never know. We we have we have we have a we have Timberlands here indirectly. How? Some, shout out to DJ Efezi. Oh, Feezy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to send him a DM like, bro, uh, let him yeah. know it needs to be new edition. Yeah, that's who it, that's who it needs to be. Shoot, we are connected yeah. out yeah. here, two degrees of separation and whatnot. That's right, that's right, that's right, Miami in the building. <laughs> all right, so we're going to hit this topic of the day, which we're all dealing with, but I just wanted to compare some notes of how we are living life during COVID. I'm curious about the difference between how Florida is dealing with it and what it's like being a Floridian in the midst of this pandemic versus being a Californian. Is that what you call y'all? Californians. All right, cool. And what it's been like for y'all? Because I know you're LA adjacent. Yes. Yes. I'm in LA County, but I'm of the very north end of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I live in a very secluded town. And uh, I get yeah, but like I also said, it's also a very red state. So people are a very red city. So people are anti-maskers up here. Oh, like so hardcore. Are they the hardcore. ones that be throwing fits in targets? Uh-huh. Like, don't you tell me to put uh-huh. masks on. Oh my. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So uh, so it's been Yeah, I mean, it, it's been, it's been interesting because we also but also, you know, if you go city by city in LA County, there's only like 20 or 30 cases in my city because, you know, we're on the side of the mountain. There's 15,000 mm. people that live here. Like, there's nobody, nobody really access needs. to all the virus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Versus like down in downtown is 45,000 cases or something like that. That's right. Like, you know, one part of Koreatown or whatever. So yeah. you know, we're not on top of each other. Um, we haven't really felt the effects of it too, too much. Knock on wood. So y'all um, are just social distancing by, by, by circumstance. By mandate, by mandate. So it's mandated still. Mandated, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, like gyms are still closed. Okay. Um, restaurants, you can only sit outside. Okay. Um, you know, uh, libraries are still closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, bars are obviously still closed. Um, movie theaters, all that stuff's all closed. I, I have a friend who worked for Warner Brothers, by the way, that said they lost $1.2 Billion with a B or million with a B. The B. One point two billion dollars. 
Wow. Because of the films that weren't released? Yeah. Yeah. Like the buying and, and like, because you can rent out an AMC theater for you and 15 people for $99. And you can no pay, way. Yep. You can rent out a theater right now for $99. And, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And, I and feel like you're a baller. Yeah. That's like the cost of a, a night out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's how much it would cost to go to the movies, anyways. Basically, gets you some popcorn and some yeah. some drinks, and you you right there. There's like 35 films that they, you can pick from. I think 10. Is sure yeah, it's like yeah, 99 dollar rental fee or something like that. It mm-hmm. starts there. It starts there, depending on the movie you get. Cool, but, but that's um, how they're trying to recoup costs. <laughs> yeah, because the theater's mm-hmm. just sitting there empty. But yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 uh it's quiet, man. You know, it's you know, luckily everyone where I live. It's kind of in the house anyways. Right. You know, it's just tough with the school and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to... Because you're doing virtual school. Yeah. And that was a requirement or was that an option? Requirement. Okay. That's requirement. Yeah. Okay. But poor things. You know, I just, I, you know, I know they're not having their, so they're not getting their social, none of these kids are getting their social, uh, their right. socialization. Right. And they miss their friends and it's been a long time. And, you know, mm-hmm. think about when you're you know, in grade school, like eight months, man, yeah. it's, like waiting for, it's like waiting for Christmas. Yeah. And that's essentially what they've been doing. Yeah. Like all year. Christmas to Christmas. Yeah. So they're, um, they're, yeah, they're, they're, it's a struggle, man. What's going on in Florida? Uh, well, you know, they have nicknamed our, our governor has a nickname of Death Santis. His, his actual name is Ron DeSantis. And they call him Red uh, Ron Death Santis because he opened up Florida so quickly mm-hmm. that that initial surge of cases, like over the summer, it got insane. It got insane. The the cases were surging because they are really, really trying to get back to some semblance of normal life when the virus is not under control. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, restaurants are open and we went to one last night, which was the first time we'd done that in almost a year. You got, <laughs> so, yeah, you went to Red Lobster. The, Red Lobster elevated. Red Lobster Plus. <laughs> Red Lobster Plus. Yeah. We did that and it was indoor seating, which oh, you know, wow. we both were a little hesitant. Yeah, we were hesitant about it, but they had the restaurant at 50% capacity. All the tables were separated. And when we got there, we had an early reservation. So there was like almost no one there. But by the time we left, it was it was more full than I thought it would be. Um, so yeah, restaurants are open. Um, I don't think the gyms are open here yet, but the theme parks are open. That's so <laughs> stupid. I've seen that. Like 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 I know in Japan they're like you can go on roller coasters. I've I read this article, but you can, don't try not to scream. <laughs> Swallow your terror. Yeah. yeah. Like, Yo, could you imagine going on the X2 and not being able to scream? I would have died on that right. thing. All thing about the Japanese girls doing the Hello Kitty lap, like <laughs> covering their mouths. <laughs> going down the, going down the hill. prevent transmission of the virus. Oh. Yeah, no, our theme park's open, but you have to make a reservation to get in. <sighs> um, but yeah, Disney, Universal, Bush Gardens, they're all open and advertising their events as if, well, Universal canceled their Halloween thing, but... yeah. yeah. Bush Gardens is doing their Christmas thing, but you have to just make a reservation so they can control capacity. Uh, yeah, but the masking is touch and go depending where you are. It I is required it indoors. Bit. Yes. Um, it's required inside a building, but outside of that building, it's whatever. Um, they just had a, Trump just had a rally here a week or two ago, and it was a bunch of massless fools walking around, spreading COVID to each other. 
you know, he you hosts know. super spreader events. That's what he yeah, does. Yeah, man. I, you know, or it's did. Just, it's just one of those things. It did. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, if I'm living in New York in 1983 mm-hmm. and a doctor says, hey, listen, there's this virus going around. It seems to only be affecting gay men, but maybe maybe when you have sex, put this, this, this prophylactic on. Yeah. You, you, you do it. You know, there, the, like there's so, there was, you know, I don't know, we weren't alive, but imagine the kickback that there was to having to wear seatbelts. There was or, kickback. It was huge. Or, yeah, or wear a helmet to ride a motorcycle. Huge kickback. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what to do. That's it. You know, and it's, you know, it's, I don't know, man. And maybe that's why people think, you know, they're being controlled too much. And you know what? Maybe let them all go to, never mind. <laughs> Nice catch. Yeah. Similar to the election, 50%, almost 50% of the country voting for Trump. It's like people are looking, like you said this last week, people are looking out for number one. So they don't care that, you know, there's like people out there spitting on people. Like, what's wrong? You wouldn't do that on a normal day. What's wrong with you people? But they only care about themselves and that they're more interested in bucking the system than just kind of falling in line and doing what makes sense. Well, they need, everyone just needs to go to Oregon and get high (laughs) in Amsterdam. That's what I think. That's what I think. Yo, and if though. you if you don't know the Hamsterdam reference, y'all need to watch The Wire. Shame yeah. on you. Yeah. Shame. Shout, shout out to Buddy Colvin and his ingenuity. Absolutely. He, he had he had ideas. It's too bad he couldn't take it further. Yeah, it feels like that. Have you had a COVID test? I have not, but um, uh, I was with a doctor who's in my family, mm-hmm. and he's, I asked him how many he had because I have friends who are in film production. One of them yeah. said they've had 12 or 14. And uh, he said, he said, I've only had one. Mm-hmm. He was like, I tested positive. He's like, every day I go to work. Oh, it's a positive. I'm sorry. He tested negative. Oh, that's and, a <laughs> yeah, I saw your, yeah, he said, I tested negative. And um, uh, he's like, every day that I go into work, they take my temperature. He's like, if there's no temperature raise, then there's no reason to retest. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't had one because where I am also – they won't let you take it unless you're showing symptoms. symptomatic, right? Yeah, so it's not, you know, but if I went down deeper in LA, I could probably get one, but mm-hmm. at this point, I haven't had one. Um, but you know, like this, you know, I got a little bit of the sniffles today, but also it just it dropped from 85 last week <laughs> to 50 degrees today. That'll do it, yeah. So I don't know, um, mm. yes, but how many have you had? One. I had one at the beginning of October and it didn't hurt. I had, I, I was very nervous about it. It was a drive-through test. Uh, so you're sitting in this car in this, this line of cars and there's like three or four, it's like you're at Burger King, like there's four or five cars in front of you and you're just like scooching up till it's your turn. Um, you turn this corner, they have you sign a form and she's like, okay, pull off over there. And so I did, I was by myself wow. in the car. And um, after I got, I got to the little pull-off area, she said, have you had one of these before? And I said, no, I, I haven't. And she said, is your car in park? I was oh, like, what are you well, about well, to do to me? So wait, so you're in the car. So do you just, you just pull your pants down and put your butt out the window it's, like in the car? It's not, an, it's not an anal test. They don't stick things up your rectum. They stick them up oh. your, your, your oh, nose. Oh, really? Yeah, this is not a colonoscopy. It's a COVID oh. test. Oh, 
Maybe I've been putting it off that little, a little bit that much too, because I didn't, I thought they were doing the butt stuff. No butt stuff. No, 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 no butt stuff. Which is also going to be a running theme of this podcast, I think. <laughs> so no, they she I, she has you come up and roll down your window as if you're about to do some sort of drug transaction. Yeah, sure. It's like, is your car in park? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. I only had to find out the hard way once. Um, so I make sure everybody has their car parked. So she's like, put your head back and breathe out uh, on the count of three or whatever. She's like, breathe out. And so as I'm breathing out, she shoves this swab that's about the size of, I, it's the longest swab I've ever seen. And it just keeps going back into my wow. face. It only took like 20 seconds, maybe 10 seconds, but she, you know, had to coach me through because I was like, <laughs> like I just, I didn't, I didn't wow. know that my facial cavity had so much room in it. In fact, I posted shortly after I had the test that she had actually touched um, the uh, what did I say? The Your content brain. of my character. Oh, right. that's funny. Because <laughs> it went so deep. They're trying to get to the space between your nose and your throat, basically. So it didn't hurt, oh, but I going. did. Oh, okay. All the way back. Dang. Um, so I don't want to scare y'all <laughs> if y'all need to get a COVID test because they are now trying to advance the technology and doing the saliva and doing like the shorter nasal swab. It doesn't hurt. It's just it's a weird sensation. And it's not the most comfortable one. Yeah, well, um, well, dang. I mean, if Joe Biden wins this election, all the satanic, satanic demonic forces <laughs> take over in the market of the beast and all that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to get this test. It's going to be way worse than a COVID test if all of that happens yeah, yeah, you know, in the apocalypse. Man, that's yeah. crazy. But, you know, it was negative, thankfully. Now, my, my job is telling me, from what I understand, that every time, because I, I do field visits for my job, and now, as I understand it, every time we go do a field visit right before, we have to get a COVID test the day before. Well, that, that again, that's kind of what this doctor was saying to me. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a higher up doctor. He's not, he's not some yeah. ER scrub, you, you know, he, he's a man. <laughs> like, he, he's like, um, yeah, I mean, if, if your temperature isn't elevating, but, that, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I said, to, I said to my kids, I was like, I don't know what it, right when all this happened in school turned out, I was like, it's going to be a beep, 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 scan mm -hmm. test eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, you got it or you don't. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, if, if you got it, then you go into the pens. <laughs> go know? into the cages and we yeah, lock you in there. Yeah, yeah. The, the cages stand above the mass graves and then, before you incinerate them. Oh I mean, it's, it's so dark. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I, where, where I live, I've already got my my assless chaps and my motorcycle picked out so I can start ravaging gasoline. Like, it's, like oh, you are ready for the apocalypse. Yeah, You're yeah, ready yeah. for the dystopian future. Yeah, that's what I'm here okay. for. That's what I'm here wow. for. I'm not, oh, this, this is not a joke, though. I, I have ordered a uh, archery set so I can get really good with a bow and arrow. And uh, Oh, my God. Gun. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. Where, where, did, where? Did, oh, so it hasn't arrived yet. No, 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 it hasn't arrived. Well, because there's a, I gotta go somewhere and get measured. You gotta get the right size bow because oh comp compact bows are. Yeah, and then I bet you'll get a crossbow. Wow. You know, I'll start calling you Katniss Everdeen. That's right. It's <laughs> hey, gonna man. be the Hunger Games all day. Yeah, man, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, you know what? Because it's so weird that you say that. Because I did write 
my uh, my fan fiction uh, for the Hunger Games called The Hungriest. I don't know that I want to ask any more questions about this. Yeah, well, let's save it for another day. Okay, <laughs> table it for later. Greg's fan fiction about anyway. Yeah, so yeah, I had my COVID test and we'll see, but I'm just hoping this all comes to some sort of maybe with our knock on wood new president. <laughs> and it was crazy by the time this podcast comes out, we may know, you know, the results maybe. of the election. Maybe. 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 Nevada's talking about the 12th and Georgia's like, we ain't going to know anytime soon. But if Philadelphia or Pennsylvania flips, it's over. So yeah, yeah. we might know. We might know. Uh, and yeah. then all, all the court cases to follow. Sure. But the point being that if we can get some new leadership, maybe they'll take this pandemic a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. and, you know, get back to some sort of semblance of normal life. I hope yeah. because look, I ain't get, I ain't get no travel business. No, oh, go ahead. I said, your sister's travel business is for naught. No, people ain't traveling so you know that's just you know it's not the, the primary gig but i have been a, a certified debt collector this year basically trying to get people their money back for the refunds uh, and the trips they had to cancel and it it was like literally the most stressful six months of my life because some of these refunds were taking like four months to come back so i'm just glad that's all behind me yeah. but yeah i just want to kind of get back to helping people get where they want to go yeah, well, well, I know, I know where I'm trying to go, man. And it's not to a hospital. Valid for, for any for anything. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go for anything. Like, like if if I fall off a ladder and break my leg, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good. <laughs> well, I've go. been in one, that's but wrong, it, was, that's it wasn't overnight. And but it's a lonely place. They don't let you have visitors. Yeah, man, that's tough stuff. Mm-hmm. That's tough stuff. So I'm thinking that this last thing I wanted to discuss probably should have been a main topic of its own. <laughs> no, no, let's go. Let's do it. But let me introduce the, the What's Your Streaming segment by providing a short story. Mm. So when Greg and I were coming up with this podcast, we struggled on the name. I mentioned last time that we almost called it Carla's Wacky World. <laughs> I came to Greg and said, hey, I have this list of names and I feel like Strange and Boomerang trying to name my fragrance. Love Puss, Pig Puke, <laughs> After Bill. And this child, man, man, you're a man, said, yeah, I tried to watch Boomerang the other night and I, I fell asleep on it. It's not my, it's one of my least favorite Eddie Murphy movies. And I stopped in my tracks. Like what? <laughs> What do you mean? So as a result, we're going to kind of quickly go over our top five favorite Eddie Murphy comedies. But before we do that, yes, please tell the people and your sister why Boomerang, which is in my top five, is one of your (sighs) least favorite Eddie movies. You have the floor. No, I I didn't. I didn't say least favorite. Yes, you did. That's what you said last week, too. Uh, did I say least favorite? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's. Were you drunk? I think no. Well, I don't know what time was it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there was. I, I think there was. Uh, I was drinking, not drunk. <laughs> but I uh, no, I think I think there was an early '90s shift happening in Eddie Murphy. Now this movie. 
I think as it's all right, it's a it's a rom com. Sure, that's what, that's what it is. And I think the beats were off. Um, what does that mean? I think. All right, so let's talk about romantic comedies, I and mean, I'll give them three generalizations. Mm-hmm. Boy meets girl. They have a meet cute. They have mm-hmm. a little get together. Mm-hmm. They have the 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 the, the bad breakup. That they mm-hmm. don't. They're the misunderstanding, and mm-hmm. then they get back together at the end. Right now, in this movie, which I've seen before, um, they. I no, I say it enough, I say like I've seen it enough to kind of know, like you know, when when uh, when, okay. when, when Robin Gibbons comes in and what her character represents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it's I, I just don't know. It drags in the middle a little bit. Uh, I don't I don't know. I just I, I just don't love it. But all right, so I say to love it. Okay, because because like all right, I've got my list here. I've got my list here. All right, let's do that. So right, we can so, we can right. spend the whole time. Talking okay, about so so, so no no no. So all right, so if it's in your top five, it's one of your five. It's one of my five. I would say the love story in Norbit is so much more. Now to be fair, I haven't seen Norbit. Okay, but Norbit is the movie that cost Eddie the Oscar. You know that, right? Because it was released right after Dream Girls. Yeah, well, we shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Okay, so all right, Um, yeah, all right. So that's fine. I can't. I can't judge. I can't judge your choice because I haven't seen it. Okay. I tried to I tried to do an Eddie deep dive and watch as many movies as I could before we had this conversation. But okay. I, what, what, what else is on your list? Give me another one. Okay. So Boomerang and Boomerang and Coming to America are my top two. There's no question okay. about that. I don't know that one ranks the other because Coming to America has so many moments that are quotable that are so culturally like relevant. If you say to somebody, sexual chocolate to this day, they know what you're talking about if they've seen Coming to America. Um, similar to Boomerang, if you say Stranger, Stranger, those like in the culture know what you're talking about. Right. The reason why I don't have necessarily Boomerang or Coming to America ranked over Boomerang, because if I am just at home chilling and I'm getting ready to go somewhere and Boomerang is on, I'm gonna sit down and watch it. Like wherever I'm going, uh, you know, Publix can wait because Boomerang is on. (laughs) If coming to America is on, I might still leave the house because I'm like, this is on all the time. Now, so maybe it's just access. Yeah. Well, I've never seen Coming to America, but I have you ever seen I'm sorry. Wait, what? Huh? Wait, what? I've never seen seen that film, but have you seen The Adventures of Pluto? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, have you you ever seen The Adventures of Pluto Nash? Now, this Eddie Murphy film (laughs) really. I think brings I, I think brings to the table his like I mean like it's his, his diversity. Two thousand two, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a space film, but it, but he's still so human, and, and you know what I mean. He's American, but he's in space. So I mean I don't know what the the film you're referencing is, but I haven't seen it. I mean I've heard of it. Obviously I've heard of it because I was looking up Eddie Murphy movies. You know he's all done all this stuff. Before mm-hmm. the movies I'd seen. Mm-hmm. I so you even... started, you just started watching movies like right after 92, basically. Well, no, well, no came out the, 92. that was the first one I'd seen. Uh-huh. And that, well, okay, so the first, the, my, my favorite, well, I, I did go back and I found one 
I, I found one that was early Eddie Murphy that I, I loved. Which? 1984 Best Defense. Now, this was Eddie <laughs> Murphy and Dudley Moore, and they're in the army. And it was it was it was kind of like it was kind of like it was kind of like stripes, you know, but, you know, but but also it had like a, a is this the new Pryor Gene Wild Gene Wilder buddy comedy duo? It was awesome. Best awesome. defense directed by one Willard Hyuk. Yeah, man, Willard Hyuk brought it. He brought it. Okay, what's another one of yours? Oh, this conversation is going south. Um. I am going to now bring forth the Nutty Professor mm. up mm -hmm. there. You've seen that piece. Of uh, that's the, the 1998, yes. Yes, okay. I, I thought it was 96? That. 96. 96. That was 96. I remember going to see that movie um, in the oh, theater. Yeah, because I got my, I've got one from here from 98. Okay, right. yeah. No, the Nutty Professor just, again, you know, Hercules, Hercules. And I'm not just trying to use the catchphrases as the reason why I like these films, but they really just, that movie was hilarious. I was in the theater and, you know, the boyfriend at the time had this really, really loud laugh that I didn't realize he had. And that's the day I discovered that oh, it was no. a really loud laugh. Was it annoying or did you like it? I was like, that's loud. <laughs> that's all I had to say about it. Um, yeah, so no, the Nutty Professor is hilarious. Uh, you know, there's, there's no denying that that's, for me, one of my top five Eddie films. For sure. Well, well, yeah. I mean, no, like you know, like I, I, he did a lot of stuff in that. So, I like yeah, which was, the multiple characters for sure. Yeah, which was cool. Which is why I mean, I'll, well, my my next one, which was him doing a similar thing, was 2008's Meet Dave. Now, now Meet Dave, Eddie Murphy played Eddie Murphy or a character like Eddie Murphy, but he was an alien inside of his head. That he also played that looked like him and he controlled him and it was i mean oh. I, it was really really good i don't ever <laughs> want to sit down and watch movies with you okay ever. because all right, but, all right but 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 what happened after the nutty professor in 96 was maybe one of my favorite movies 1998's the holy man where he played a guru that came <laughs> that that became like a a star on my on cable uh-huh and I mean, I just thought, listen, like this guy, he's showing, he's showing his range. Now he did the characters and the, and the funny faces and stuff, but this movie, and, and not impressive, but this one. That's the funny he's like, faces. Yeah, he's like, he's got some depth to, to what he's, to what he's doing. Like, cause now he's playing uh -huh. like, a, he's playing like, he, he's like a Dalai Lama sort of character. Uh -huh. he, he's wearing garbs and robes and uh -huh. uh, he's bald headed, which I thought was an interesting choice. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, and that, I mean, that's what that's what puts it in your top five. Yeah, I, I believe Jeff Goldblum was in it, and uh, uh, he was in it as Ricky. Yeah, yeah so I think that uh, I mean that that's really one where he should have won the Oscar. Hmm. That or um, okay, go ahead. What, what else you got? Uh, I just want to share that <laughs> according to Wikipedia, uh -huh. Holy Man was a major box office failure. As it grossed twelve thousand sixty nine dollars and seventy nine seven what twelve million excuse me sixty nine twelve million dollars yeah that vodka in North America compared to its budget of over sixty million dollars. Mm. Well, that's surprising. I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes you know an artist makes a piece of art that 
it's too clean. Under, underappreciated. It's, it's underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I, I would I would say my last movie would be. 2012's a thousand words now here this is a movie this oh my movie, god <laughs> this movie where... i have been trolled on our show <laughs> by my own brother i mean trolled continue with no, your no no this movie, now, this movie i didn't you know I, I was torn because you said five 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 right so favorites I, five because i also wanted to mention 2009's imagine that which is a similar sort of, or the haunted mansion. Like, what do you want me to do with it? With, with five. <laughs> so, but a thousand words. Now, he Eddie Murphy plays a lawyer who only has, or is a businessman of some sort. His memory serves. I didn't, I didn't rewatch it. I should have. But he, uh, his son makes a wish and plants a tree, and he only has a thousand words left. Mm-hmm. And you know, because I guess. As I was reading about the synopsis of it, I guess he in the, his earlier films, uh, like the one you mentioned, what was it called? Coming Her- to America. That one, yeah. I guess he talks a lot. He's fast talking. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so in this one, he can't. He only has a little bit of time to say what he's got to say. So by the end, it's very, you know, you know, like it's like leaves falling. They make you the cry. Tree. I mean, well, I mean, I was crying by uh, 10, 20 minutes in, but that's just, <laughs> that's just normally me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mr. Sensitivity. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So you, all right. So you have, let's see, we got Boomerang, uh-huh. the, the American joint you're talking about. And then um, you had. Uh, Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. Okay. What else? You got two more. I'm a rock with Shrek. Oh, okay. Because it's voice work, but yeah. to me it counts because it, it was. Sure so good and so funny and he made that movie i think i mean mike myers did his thing but if eddie hadn't been donkey i don't know that it would have been what it was i would agree with that yeah shrek was hot and then my last i'm so mad at you my last movie is uh harlem nights and i, I struggle with number five okay because i rewatched harlem nights over the past week i rewatched um trading places mm. um what else did I watch? Or something else I watched? Uh, some other Eddie Murphy movie because I couldn't determine what my oh life I watched life rewatched okay. life. Okay. Um, yeah, of the three, and I didn't get to Beverly Hills Cop, but well, of the three, Harlem Nights seemed to stand out the most. It, it like again, Harlem Nights has moments. Um, you won't hit people with garbage cans. You know, it has those like standout yeah. moments. Um, well. I th- okay, all right, all right. If I wasn't trolling you, then <laughs> then all right. My here, my other list would be Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. for, uh, forty-eight hours. Now, now the thing about Beverly Hills Cop, forty-eight hours in Trading Places, is that is that um, it's I've said this about Michael Jackson too. Mm-hmm. Like though these are the movies that Eddie Murphy was in yeah. before he became Eddie Murphy. Right. Before he started doing his thing, Beverly Hills Cop he was doing a little bit, but. Uh, but it's just so good, mm-hmm. you know. You know, Beverly Hills Cop was originally Sylvester Stallone, theater. Oh, and okay. then uh, then they brought Eddie Murphy on, and they like changed the script. It was like a, it was like more like a Cobra. Um, Trading Places, okay. it wasn't necessarily his movie. It was his second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Forty Eight Hours and Trading Places were like his first few movies. Mm-hmm. And Trading Places, you know, that's more of a Dan Aykroyd film. And yeah. but but when. But when Eddie Murphy comes in, says, "I'm a karate man," and and and, 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 
Like, uh, like it's, it's that that movie is great, but it's not mm-hmm. a standalone Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Now the one, now the one that you're missing, and I think everyone missed a little bit, is Bowfinger. Now Bowfinger, Eddie Murphy's playing. Uh, so Eddie Murphy's a star, like Eddie Murphy, and mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Now you got Steve Martin. Now, now you've got Eddie Murphy yeah. and Steve Martin together, right. which is amazing. And um, they find his twin brother, who's a loser, to <laughs> to shoot all his to shoot all the stuff so he can make believe this guy's. And the movie is amazing. Now I have not seen Bowfinger. Bowfinger I, is amazing. If I could have spent a little bit more time watching these films. I would have because I didn't realize how much of Eddie stuff I hadn't seen, especially that whack trend he had from like two thousand and two to. Basically, about, till, until Dolomite's so now, name came out. Yeah, uh, when all, also, that should maybe be on the list, too. Uh, but I was just doing comedies. Though. I mean, Dolomite's oh, funny, but it, it was not, when I think no, Eddie he, Murphy movies, it doesn't come up as, like, who was no, Eddie he, Murphy? Well, Eddie Murphy, he started going down for him in 94, mm, when uh, Vampire in Brooklyn came out. Okay, yeah. Um, but the Nutty Professor came out in 96, though, so oh, can 90, you Yeah, that? well, it, but, like, now, after after that, Actually, technically, after this Boomerang came out, which wasn't a huge hit, then Distinguished Gentleman came out. Yeah. And then he starts, he starts to downtrend a little bit. And then he does, he does, he does Vampire in Brooklyn, which is probably a little bit successful. Then he does Night Professor, hugely successful. Yeah. And then he starts making his family. Metro. Uh, Metro, Showtime, Daddy Daycare. Um, he starts making his movies for his kids. Yeah, but like between like '98, Mulan, Doctor Doolittle, and your your jam, Holy Man came out. Yeah, shout out. And then it was Life and Bowfinger in '99, Perfect right. Night Professor Two in 2000 with Janet. Yeah. Shout out to Janet Jackson. Shrek was in 2001, and then after that, Doctor Doolittle Two came out, and that's when it started to tank. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. He did yeah. I Spy, you know, Haunted Mansion, like you said, Shrek, and the Shrek Two, but then with the Shrek and then Dreamgirls yeah. was 2006. Yeah, and then Norbit, and then. Uh, imagine that, and then you know, then you got Thousand Words, and then you got these movies are garbage. Like they're so bad. They're so bad. They're so bad. Like, and, and it's not even like enjoy- they're not even enjoyable. Yeah. But um, but um, <coughs> Bowfinger is one of his best. Um, right. I need to I've watch got, it then. I've got Coming to America. I've got Beverly Hills Cop too, which is just also, you know, like it's a mm-hmm. better movie than Beverly mm-hmm. Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it like the you know it's just kind of perfect. It's a, like mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Like the, like the crimes are really cool. Um, <laughs> cool crimes. Well, <laughs> the, the, the crimes. They're, they're no, they're bank robbers and like and, and they, because like they they uh they shoot. I think Bogomil was the um was the captain like the Beverly Hills captain and like mm-hmm. uh it, it was a really cool movie. Got coming to America and uh, Golden Child. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about the Golden Child. But that's us. We watched that that's, also, that's that's not a quality. That's a nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Movie because I struggled. I, I was almost put the Golden Child on there because, but then I watched it not too long ago, and I was like, this is not a good movie. No, but but, yeah, but this Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Is that Eddie Murphy being like like they hit they they frame them up in the in the camera? Mm. Action! He's like, oh, here's oh, Eddie Murphy. Thing. Yeah, just do your thing, man. Just do your thing. I said, I, 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 I the knife. Please. Like, oh, you can rub that booger right there on your sleeve. <laughs> Be careful, man. You might get, you might freeze and get sharp. You might scratch yourself. <laughs> and then he was, I mean, it's so funny. Yeah, man. But the movie is so bad. The CGI no, did not hold up. It's no. 
all bad. It's like Sweet Brother Loomsy. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot to that movie that. that Ooh, you might, you might be onto something. Yeah. One thing I noticed about Harlem Nights, you know, that's the only movie he directed, and I see why. Um, because the 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 choices in and again this is me I was a film nerd at one point. Sure, sure. The choices and the, the lot of tight close up shots. Somebody was talking that wasn't on 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 frame. I'm like I don't know who's talking right now. Like there's just a lot of it almost distracts me from fully enjoying the movie like I need to because I'm distracted right. by the 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 camera choices which that makes well, Rich, that was Richard Pryor was really starting to show his MS at that time so they had to do a lot mm-hmm. kind of around him and okay. from what from what I've read they didn't get along as much as it was Eddie's hero and they said never meet your heroes interesting so, so they, they, it wasn't like an awesome set um hmm. Uh, I, I I've seen that movie a few times. I'm not crazy about it, mm-hmm. um, but you know you got because you, know, you know you got Pryor and Eddie Murphy together. You're like this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fire. But right? you know it was okay. Like you know they like, you know but it's also Richard at the end of his life or mm-hmm. starting the start of the end of his life. Yeah, because it was, it was... what you got what you got with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. Now you got two. You got you know. Obviously, Richard Pryor is one of the best stand-ups of all time. Yeah. So is Steve yeah. Martin, you know, and, hmm. you know, well, you know, so you got, it's just different. Like, you know, you want to see, yeah. I think Red Fox was also in Harlem Nights. Red Fox, it was, I mean, the cast was yeah. stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was Bernie, I'm surprised Bernie <laughs> Mac didn't play a bartender or something, like, with, <laughs> with no lines. Arsenio Hall was up in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, he put Charlie Murphy in there at the time. You know, he got shout yeah. out to his brother and everything. Um, yeah, so the, the cast was stacked. How much of that cast is dead? A lot of it. That's one thing I noticed. Like Della Reese, I don't think yeah. she's with us anymore. Like a lot of the staff. Della Reese, cast Charlie, others. Red Fox, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going, I mean, you're going through it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we lose a lot of our. Lot oh, Tommy of- Ford was in it from Martin. Yeah, he's, he's not what he said. Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Oh man, yeah, that cast is crazy. Like, I, I don't. Who wrote the script for that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let me find out. Written by Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy wrote it too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is what 88, 89, 90? 1989. It was released in 1989. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, this is when they really let Eddie Murphy do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And and uh, he did. Yeah, apparently he did. He got all his friends in a movie and, you know. It's, and you know. He, he, he licked Jasmine Guy's mouth on screen, which I wasn't ready for. I, I guess I forgot that that happened. I guess he really liked Different World. Oh, he, he was into Whitley, boy. <laughs> yeah, Whitley, I need to hear a movie. It's just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lick all around the, around the circumference of her lips and let y'all oh, see that. Wow. It was a lot. But sure, yeah, but... It was cool. I, you we, know, need, we need to get her on here and ask her about that. <laughs> that would be to, amazing. Shout out to Jasmine Guy if you're listening. Hey. We, we, wanna, we have a, a short form interview we want to talk to you about. <laughs> Let's hit it. I did want to give an honorable mention as well to, because it's not really a movie, but Delirious is, I know a lot of people like oh, Raw, no, but Delirious is my favorite Eddie stand-up that he released like as a film. It's It doesn't hold up that well. Uh, some of the things he says in Delirious make you kind of say, ooh, as we were talking last week about yeah. how sensitive we are now, but you're like, ooh, ow, ew, ooh, you can't say that. But it's hilarious. That, no, the the ice, ice cream, man. Ice cream, but that, no, like, that's like, because that is, 
in like like a five year old can listen to that yeah. and get it. You know what I mean? But it also has the edge of like you know urban to it, where you know it's a very mm-hmm. black story and like right. you know like it's you know it's all you know they're all poor <laughs> like right. but 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 yeah, but I don't think he swears in it. Oh yes, it is. Oh no, 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 in that bit, in that bit. Oh, in that bit. Yeah, I don't no, think, I think he does I don't, I don't think it's worse than that ice cream bit. Yeah, which yeah, is I like, you meant so like, special. Oh, man, you know, yeah. But, I mean, but Raw, but Raw is also like, you know, you're becoming a star. Yeah. And you're watching that, you know, you kind of watch it happen to Eddie Murphy. And, mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, they said they said he had theaters booked. He was going to go out and do more stand-up uh, mm. when COVID happened. Yeah, yeah, he was planning to go back out there. I think he, yeah. when he did that, that... Um, Riding in cars, yeah, drinking coffee yeah, with yeah, yeah. people, whatever yeah. you call it. Sarah yeah, he mentioned he was going to go back out and get back out there and do stand up. And then, hey, COVID, thanks for ruining everything. Yeah, that's, another one. that's another one. That's another L for the year. But they are working out. Uh, Coming to America 2 is supposed to drop. December. So, December. Yeah. So that's a thing we'll probably be watching in our living rooms because of COVID. Well, just like Borat, they didn't get released in theater. Amazon bought it for like 100 million. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the demand will be there. Um, yeah, so that that'll be interesting to see. Okay, uh, let, let me ask out. you. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Party all the time, or what's up with you? Party all the time. I was just disparaging what's up with you on Twitter a little earlier. Like, can we just <laughs> that, that never happened. I was so into it though because of my Michael Jackson. I remember. I remember the what's video. Up, what's up? What's up with you? If you've never seen What's Up With You with Eddie Murphy and Michael oh, Jackson, I want to pretend like it never happened, but I still feel like you need to see it at least oh, one time. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a must see. It's, it's a must something. See. Michael's For just sure. dancing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He helped, he helped his buddy out, man. He helped his buddy out. He helped him out big time. They're dancing in the sky with the Boys Choir of Harlem showing up randomly for whatever reason. It's... How many, terrible how many song? How many albums did What's Up With You sell? I, remember, mm-hmm. I know I bought it. I had it too. Yeah, we both had it. We both had our own cassettes because you wouldn't listen, share with me. I would not share with you. That was mine because Michael Jackson was on it. I didn't want you to touch it. Uh, I'll have to look that up. All right. Let me see. Music. Because um, I am curious as well. Party all, is, party all the time. I got the 12-inch version. It was like yeah. nine, nine and a half minutes long. It has, Rick, it has Rick James on, like playing bass for the first two minutes before Eddie even says a word. I mean, that's what saves it. So Eddie's released five albums. Wow. Um, well, no, these aren't all music. So how could it be? It looks like it was his first musical release in 1985 when gold. So oh, that's, that's, that's where... That's a huge star. Big time, big time, yeah. He released So Happy in 1989, which peaked in the U.S. at 70 on the Billboard chart. And then- Party All the Time had to be like 84, it had to be before that. It was 85. No, yeah, no, no. How Could It Be came out in 85. Well, that's a full album. That's a full album. Yeah, that's the name of the album. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, Party All the Time went platinum, though. And uh, yeah, so Happy came out in 89, peaked at 70, but How Could It Be peaked at 26? So it went gold. And Love's All Right, featuring What's Up With You in 1993, didn't even chart in the United States. (laughs) It's a big old dash. Yeah, it went 80 on the R&B charts, but it did not chart on the Billboard Top 100. What about the song though? What about What's Up With You with Michael Jackson? How'd that do? 
peaked at 74 on the R&B charts and it peaked at 88 in Australia and everywhere else, everyone else ignored it. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That should be on the soundtrack of Holy Man. So, so, so that even shows you that you have having Michael Jackson on your album, the Michael Jackson cannot save a bad song. It's after Dangerous too. It's like Michael Jackson is yes. doing it. Michael, wow. it's just, yeah, trash. Man. So there we have it. So I want to encourage you to revisit Boomerang from a different okay. lens. All right. You're, I'll, you're, I'll... you're trapped in the rom-com formula. What's nice about Boomerang is it breaks that formula. Maybe were you sensitive okay. about it? Did you feel like, man, I was on Marcus' side and now, dang, look at what this broad is doing. You watch, you watch Bowfinger or Best okay. Defense. <laughs> I'll pick Bowfinger. Bow okay, all right, all right. Fine. What's the, last, what's the last time you saw A Thousand Words, though? Never. That, mm. The first time, the day before never is when I saw A Thousand Words. No, all right, well, I, no I, I, I think I, I was tired that day, so I watched Bowfinger. I Bowfinger watched Boomerang, and um, I might have just dozed off. Clearly, you but, but I was in. I was in. All right, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it one more look. I'll, I'll, I'll report back. Okay, fair. Well, it's not on Netflix anymore. At least it doesn't look like it. So, uh, yeah, really? that, was quick. that was quick. That was quick. They were literally like October first to thirty first. Get up out of here. Wow. But boys, uh, boys in the hood is now on Netflix, so we can wow. go watch those air punches uh, yeah, in real boy. time. And, or I can just watch Cuba Gooding Jr. sitting in a chair in Coming to America. When he's getting his haircut. Yeah, you could do that in the barbershop. Yeah, in the barbershop, yeah, that works too. Oh Lord! So I'm just checking again. We still don't know who the president is. So again, when this thing Not drops, yet. we should have a clearer picture, at least, of what's going on. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll just hit it. Is there anything else you want to say for the greater? No, no, we're good. I mean, it'd be nice. Be nice to everybody, man. Like you know, if, you, if you're on Facebook and someone's talking something wild, just be like, hey, just send some peace and love. That's all you can do, man. It's peace and love, dude. It's, it's, yeah. We got we gotta we gotta be better than we've been. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. Amen. We still gotta look at each other at the end of the day. So yeah. this division isn't helping anybody. Yeah, just listen. If someone if someone's tripping on on the social media, just DM them a nude. Like uh, you know, is that, the, is that the is that the just solution? Just show them a little skin. But hey, listen. I'm a de I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, but hey, yo. What, we all have the same skin. What you think about this? <laughs> Give me a, give me a that, does that change your political yeah, your world? Yeah, yeah, hey, listen, like we're all the same. Check out this brown skin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, let's let them, let, yeah, that's all I can say. Ugh. So anyway, you can find us wherever you find your podcast. We are officially up live and in living color on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. So between one of those places, you can find us. We are not going us. on. Yeah, we're not on SoundCloud. I know I said that last time. Scratch that. But we are on all of those other platforms. So um, yeah, if you hit us on Anchor, uh, our Anchor is our primary. So you'll have links to all of those other uh, resources through there. Also follow us on Instagram at uh, Relative Distance Pod, and then we have an email if you want to shoot us a message. Relative Relative Distance Pod at gmail.com. So yeah, if you. Uh, like what you're hearing, please subscribe, you know, give us a rating or whatnot, a review, whatever you want to do. Just, uh, you know, keep us encouraged out here as we keep doing yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to keep doing it. No yeah. doubt. Shout out to Tushy right. Toilet. What? Is Tushy, is Tushy Toilet one of our sponsors? 
not yet, but mm. you can send them an email once we once we okay. hang up. All right. Yeah, All right, y'all. Until <laughs> next time, be good, be nice. We'll catch you. Yeah. Peace. Oh, oh, oh. Peace.